Hey there, Jen here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know that our newest Miracle Month kicks off on Monday, May 6th. The theme of this Miracle Month is becoming a master of your life. If you have not joined us yet, now is the time. It's only a four-week program, The Miracle Month, and we will be together four weeks in May. 2024 is flying by. Let's make sure that you're moving forward, taking positive steps to creating and reinventing the next version of you, and making some positive new beginnings for a brighter, happier future. Go to widow180.com forward slash Miracle Month, and you can learn more about the Master Your Life program. This is four weeks of group coaching, whether you're brand new to widowhood or you lost your spouse years ago. This program is for everybody. We will be going over important concepts for rebuilding your life after loss, like how to get motivated about life again, feeling more confidence, making meaning of your life, coping with change, finding purpose, being more resilient, breaking through fear, and building a life that you want. These are all the things that we talk about in the Miracle Month. We talk about attitude and mindset and emotional well-being. If you know you want more, you know you are ready to embrace life again, you are ready to welcome in joy and happiness into your life again, then this Miracle Month program is for you. Each week, you get a new workbook to use during our time together on our live Zoom calls. Head right now to widow180.com forward slash Miracle Month. You can find all the information there. We start Monday, May 6th, so do not wait. That's widow180.com forward slash Miracle Month. Now let's get into the show. Hey there, listeners. It's been a while. It's been a while since I posted an episode here on Widow 180. And I am thrilled to be back. It's a new year, new changes, and I can't wait to bring you some incredible interviews and brand new episodes coming each and every week to the podcast. So, Happy New Year to all of you. I am really excited about today's episode. I got this idea to do this podcast episode because it's a new year, and when we step into a new year, We want to look forward with optimism, with the hope that the next year will be better, brighter, happier than the prior one. We want something to look forward to and to focus on. How can we make next year better? How can I feel better in the coming year? And sometimes we don't know where to start with those big general questions, right? So today I want to present to you three things that you can focus on to make your life better this next year. Let these three things serve as reminders to you to show you that you can take control of your future. You do have control over creating a life path that you deserve that will bring you joy. So let these three things become a priority for you in this next year, and they may just change your life. Let's get started with number one. The first thing to focus on is your health. Prioritize your own health, your own well-being. And I know, I know this is not mind-blowing news to you. You've probably heard this a million times before, but let's talk about this a little bit. Prioritizing your well-being is a crucial step toward healing. I know this one may sound pretty basic and something we should already know we should be doing, but... Sometimes we do need a reminder. We need a little nudge to tell us to make our own health a priority. 
Maybe you've gotten a little off track with your health since losing your spouse. And I just want to say, that's okay. It really is. It happens. You lose your spouse and then we lose track of time. We don't even know the time of day. You lose yourself as a priority. Three months go by and you don't even realize it. And then you think, God, when is the last time I went to the dentist? This is the basic stuff that gets thrown off track. And it's okay. So this is a reminder to take care of yourself. I did an interview with an amazing widow. Her name is Kat Jukar. And that episode was back on episode 103. So go ahead and give that a listen. She told me in that interview that within the first week of losing her husband, she immediately scheduled an appointment with her primary care physician. She wanted to have all of her blood work done and have a complete physical done so that she could stay at maximum capacity as best as she could. Our hormone levels get thrown out of whack. Our vitamin levels get thrown off too. Everything is out of whack. If we're not eating properly, we become deficient in vital vitamins that help us function and sleep. So when I talked to Kat... I was very impressed that she had the thought to even go and see a doctor in the first place. In fact, now that I think about it, I think she was the only widow that I've interviewed that told me that. Most, not all, but most of us, we just forget to take care of ourselves. When you're thrown into widowhood, you can expect things to be off, like sleep and appetite. You're lethargic. You have insomnia. You may feel nauseous when you think about eating. Those are all normal grief reactions, by the way. So there's nothing wrong with you. You're feeling badly in this season during this time of grieving and mourning your loss. Another part of your health portfolio that you may need to focus on is your mental health. So not just a primary care physician, but also a therapist or a counselor would be a great addition to that list. Maybe you need to focus on moving your body more, like going for more walks, stretching, doing yoga, releasing some of the pain that's moving through your body more. So you don't need to focus on exercise as a means of getting buff or getting a rock solid body. No, that's not the focus. That's not what we're talking about. The focus is to use exercise as a means of helping you to grieve. It can become a part of your grief recovery and how you process your loss. Changing your thoughts on exercise makes it easier to get out there and actually do it. If you change your reason, if you change your why, it will help to keep you motivated and keep you going. No, you're not exercising to get a ripped six-pack. You're exercising to work out the grief and release some of the pain of your loss. That's your why. This can take your life down a completely different path. When you're staring at the fork in the road and you have two choices, do I sit here on the couch feeling miserable or do I get myself outside for 30 minutes and go for a walk? When we look at our overall picture of health and we think about the word health, it's not just meaning physical health. We can change our health in terms of mental and emotional well-being as well. Therapy or counseling can provide a safe space to unpack these big emotions because remember, these are probably emotions 
a level of emotions that we've never experienced before. It's hard to know what to do with that. We can't be expected to know what to do with all those emotions. Talking things out with a professional can give you clarity, can give you peace of mind to help you know that you're normal. It's normal. And what you're feeling and going through in the grieving process is normal. It can help you be a better person by being able to develop coping mechanisms. It can help you be a better version of yourself, a better parent. Your health, mental, emotional, physical is foundational in your life. So today, this is just a friendly reminder to check in with yourself. You may need to make some changes. You may need to schedule that visit with your primary care physician, with your dentist, your optometrist, your dermatologist, all the things. When we're grieving and going through the feelings of loss and the hurt and the pain, all we want to do is feel better. We just want a way to make ourselves feel better. So this is a good place to start. The second thing to focus on this year is help. And that can take many, many forms. I know when I think back to my first weeks and months of widowhood, one word kept coming back into my mind all the time, and that was simplify. I wanted to simplify everything. And I didn't just want to, I needed to simplify things for my own sanity. I don't know if you're like me, but... I've always prided myself on being independent, on being self-sufficient. I felt like I was always able to handle whatever life threw at me, you know, juggling career and running the household and childcare and my God, just being an adult and doing it all. But then my husband died out of the blue, out of nowhere. And life threw me a curveball that I could not handle. Up until that point, I thought my problems were big problems, you know, like the babysitter canceled and you're supposed to go to work and I would freak out and I would panic. But all of that petty stuff, when I look back, it looks so small and insignificant and it pales in comparison to the stress of losing your spouse. So I needed help. Desperately, I needed help and I wanted to simplify things to make my life easier. For me, that was getting help with my daughter. I just needed time to take care of the business stuff that just needed my attention. I had my parents helping. My brother would come over just so I could make phone calls. I had to get her back in her little daycare center part time so that I could go to meetings at the bank and the attorney office and the insurance company and social security office, all of that stuff. I needed that time. So I needed help with childcare for my daughter. I also needed help with keeping up with my house. Many of you do. My neighbor came over and cut my grass several times, God bless him, which I was so thankful for. But getting back to the paperwork part of all of this stuff, I needed help understanding the papers that I was signing. I needed someone to walk me through the whole process, the legal aspects of what happens when someone dies. Because I would look at the papers at that attorney's office and the words just looked like gibberish on the page. It looked foreign to me and I couldn't comprehend what I was reading. I had some serious widow fog happening. 
and my brother-in-law and my dad stepped in to be my advocates and to hold my hand during all of those stressful first few weeks. A form of help you will need is help processing your grief because you need help handling the emotional and mental stress that you're going through, whether that's a support group like other widows or your core group of friends to lean on or a therapist or a counselor. Local support groups are great if you have one close by. Online forums are wonderful. If you're not already in our Facebook group, what in the world? Pause this podcast right now and go and join us in this amazing group of widows. It's the support and encouragement. This is exactly what you need right now. Our Facebook group is Widow 180 Community, so get in there. I'll put the link in the show notes, so you just have to click that and join. Connecting with others is always a comfort, so get that help by connecting with other widows. Okay, other ways that you might need help. So in my situation, there were these other issues in the house that kept coming up, like the internet went down, the printer stopped working. At the time, we had this direct TV thing, and I needed tech help getting these things set up in my house. Oh, the tech, the tech, I'm telling you, I can't. So I had to get help from one of my really good friends. He would come over whenever I needed tech assistance or even just walking me through something with the remote. (laughs) Y'all, I never felt more stupid than when I have tech issues. I'm telling you, I am just dumb and it's frustrating. And then I would cry because my husband wasn't there to fix the remote. And all I wanted to do was to put on the TV and I can't even do that. And he's not here to help me. Oh, man, if this is you, I feel your pain. One thing I learned about losing a spouse is that you realize how much they did around the house, how much they helped with house stuff. So, yes, independence is a strength, and you should be proud of yourself for all of the things that you're doing. But you can't do it all, especially during times of distress. True strength lies in your ability to be vulnerable. You might feel hesitant to burden others or feel guilty for needing help, but remember, accepting help, asking for help is not a sign of weakness. You may feel guilt kind of creep in, and when you do, just remind yourself that this is temporary. You are not weak. You are an independent, capable person. You're just adjusting and trying to get your footing. You're just trying to adjust to a new and unexpected life. And you need time to find your way and establish routines again. And you will. Having some structure to your day will bring you stability. You will get back to regular meal times and a regular sleep schedule and get back to those routines. It's important. But for now, you're still adjusting. In the meantime, get the help you need. If people are offering to help, accept it. Don't turn it down. Always remember this. People want to help you. They just don't know what to offer and they don't know what you need. They don't know how they can show up for you. So they may not ask, but they want to help you. I hope that makes sense. They're afraid to ask or offer. And then you're afraid to ask and then nothing gets done and everybody feels bad. So ask. Don't be afraid to ask for help. 
become a master of delegation. The more you delegate, the simpler your life becomes, the less stress you will feel. So ask yourself, what could I use help with? What stresses me out that I can delegate? Even if just for a temporary amount of time, tell yourself, this isn't forever. I just need this help right now. And that helps with any guilt that starts to creep in. Maybe you need to hire a housekeeper. Maybe you need to ask the neighbor's son to cut your grass for the next couple of months. Maybe you need to have your kids in aftercare, like two days a week after school, just so you can run some errands. Maybe you need to take off work early, twice a month, so you can make that time to see your therapist. Ask yourself, how can I simplify my life? And see what pops into your head first. What's the first thing you thought of? Jot it down on a piece of paper or in a journal and make it a priority to seek help. The third thing to focus on this year is hope. I've done episodes before on hope and how important it is for healing. How vital it is to help you move forward after loss. How hope is a powerful motivator to get us unstuck. And my favorite definition of hope is this. Hope is believing with confidence that good things will happen in the future. Believing with confidence that good things will happen in the future. When we say the word hope, it can sometimes have undertones of weakness. In today's culture, the word hope represents wishful thinking. And when we say things like, oh, that's just wishful thinking, it gives it a feeling like it's something unattainable. If we believe in something with confidence and conviction, it doesn't feel so unattainable. It doesn't feel so distant and far away, like you can never reach it. Hope is also defined as a feeling of desire and expectation that things will go well. It is an optimistic state of mind that is based on a confident expectation of positive outcomes. Hope is confidence in the possibility of fulfilling your desires. And I know that for many of you listening, you're struggling with hope. You're not feeling it at all. Maybe you just lost your spouse recently and you're in the throes of grief. Even if you lost your spouse last year or the year before, this time of year can be a struggle, of course. You're just getting through the holidays Navigating holiday plans and seeing people and New Year's plans. You want to look forward to a new year with new dreams and lots of potential. But at the same time, the past may be pulling you back. You are well aware of the upheaval in your life and still trying to figure out your place in the world and what it all means. You're not in a perfect place in your life right now. And you're wondering if you'll ever feel normal again. I can definitely relate to many of these. Whatever place you're in right now, whatever you're feeling in this season is right for you. It's where you need to be right now. And I also want to ask you and encourage you, no matter what you're feeling, no matter the high or the low that you're in right now, to move forward with hope. Because what's the alternative? I mean, really, hopeless is not a good place to be. I've been there. 
I was stuck there for a while too. If you don't have hope anymore, you're giving up. You're letting your situation and your circumstances dictate your future. I just did a post on Instagram not too long ago. If you don't follow me on Instagram, go and do that right now. I'm at Widow180. I post lots of good stuff on there and things to keep you motivated. So again, that's at Widow180. Anyway, I made this post that said, allow hope to be a force greater than your grief. Allow hope to be a force greater than your grief. I happen to believe that this belief, this conviction in your heart, can take you so much further than you thought you could go. You just have to believe that you can get there. Here's why having hope can completely change our lives. Hope builds anticipation. Anticipation means excitement, enthusiasm, looking forward to something. It's the always having something to look forward to that keeps you motivated and keeps you moving forward when grief tries to keep you back. Hope encourages us to change our perspective. It helps us to shift the negative mindset to a positive one. It means that you are open to receiving all of the magic that the universe has to offer. Hope encourages us to live with boldness and confidence, with the conviction that the future is bright and that it can be bright for us again. Hope encourages us to take action, to take the steps we need to take to see that our dreams come true. Nothing will ever change if we don't change. We need to embrace the changes that are happening. You are evolving into someone stronger, more compassionate, and more resilient than you were before. We take that responsibility to move our lives forward when we remember our hopes and dreams and make them a priority. In that same respect, hope encourages us to live with intention. We make choices every day to create the life we desire. When we live with hope in our hearts, we are choosing to move towards positivity and the life that we truly want to live. So let's start making hope a priority. All right, let's do a recap of the three things to focus on this year to make your life better. Number one, your health. Don't forget to take care of you. Schedule those appointments and remember, it's not just about your physical health, it's your emotional well-being as well. Number two, get help. Ask yourself, what do I need right now to simplify my life? What is stressing me out that I could get some help with? Become a master of delegating. Simplify your life. And number three, focus on hope. Because what's the alternative? You don't want to give up on life. You don't want to give up on yourself. Allow hope to be a force greater than your grief. As always, thank you so much for listening. I am wishing for all of you to have an abundant, peaceful, and phenomenal year this year. The challenges of grief and loss will come, but we will navigate this together. Stresses will come too, but we will be doing this together. Know that I am here to help, to guide you and encourage you each and every week because you don't have to do this alone. Until next week, believe in the possibilities.
Hey, if you're a widow and you're ready to become a master of your life again after losing your spouse, I want to invite you to join my Miracle Month program starting Monday, May 6th. I am so excited to be bringing this life-changing program to you and so many other widows. This is a four-week group coaching program where each week we will focus on what it takes to help you heal after loss and move forward to create a life that you truly love and deserve. If you feel stuck in grief, if you feel like there is so much more to life than the way that you feel right now, if you are ready to make some changes to become the next version of you, you know you want more. You know you want to be happy again and feel complete again and embrace life again, then this Miracle Month is for you. I'm going to be sharing things that worked for me and things I've learned from coaching hundreds of other widows, how you can begin to take the steps to rebuild your life through interactive exercises and group discussions. It's the magic of the energy of the group and also the mechanics of the steps you need to take to start creating a life that you love and adore. It's an amazing combination of all of it. If you are ready to take the steps, make the plan, take the action steps you need to live a life of meaning and purpose to meet your full potential, then grab your spot in the Miracle Month. Now is the time. We kick off on Monday, May 6th, so get in now. Go to widow180.com forward slash Miracle Month. That's widow180.com forward slash Miracle Month.